When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think a new team has arrived in the AFC West, and their name is the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. Herbert stops, launches deep. Jalen Guyton, he's got it. Herbert fires open, making the grab. Mike Williams down the sideline. 17-yard line, look out again. Car intercepted. Welcome back to another episode of the Shock Therapy Prod. Podcast. I'm Tyler Lawrence. You can find me at LAC Masterbolt, Zach Alfers at Zach Alfers, part of the Say It Again Network. And man, what did we have? Did we not have one of the most exciting games against the Cardinals on Sunday? It was insane. I mean, back and forth the entire game. Um, I mean, it, it seemed like it was all Cardinals. We make a run, they make a run, they score late, we score at the last possible second. That is as a roller coaster of a game that you're going to see, especially, you know, that, that's why you have to, to play the game at the end of the day. This was something that, you know, we came on last week thinking it was just going to be a steamroll, a big momentum building game. It was not that way. That's not how this league is built. This was a grind, uh, not only on the field, but as a fan, man, my heart was about to beat out of my chest several different times. Uh, just so thankful they were able to pull it out because our, our our season literally hung in the balance of this game and um season's still alive now with with a win i don't care if it's a one point win um season's still alive because of it you know that's a really cool stadium i had the opportunity to go to that game in arizona i uh, took my little brother there by the way charger fans really showed out we were out there in bunches uh everywhere around me i was the only person that was a cardinals fan sitting next to me was my brother who was surrounded by other Charger fans, which was awesome. Um, and man, do they, they really, their, their stadium's really nice, man. I, I actually really enjoyed the inside of their stadium. It's not SoFi by any means, but um, they have way better food options. Uh, their team store is just kind of really cool. Got some niche kind of items inside of there. I went and got my uh, game day pin right here, which is kind of yeah. cool. Uh, it says uh, Parade Turkey Football and then November 27, nice. 2022. So that was kind of cool. Um, but, man, it, it's a fun atmosphere inside that stadium. What really killed me, though, is on the Chargers' side, and this is for every game, they really blaze you with the sun because they, they had the top open, and that sun was beating down on us from about 2 o'clock to about 4 <laughs> And it's just hit right on top of us, just baking us. 
until it finally starts to go down. It was, uh, it was hot. I'm not gonna lie. Home field advantage. Is it grass field? I don't know if it was grass field. We were pretty close. Uh, so we were at the the bottom section, kind of like halfway up, uh, right near like the 50 yard line. So we had really good seats, but I don't remember seeing if it was grass. I wasn't that close to the field. Yeah. Well, what an amazing game to to go to, especially that was your only road game of the, of the year, right? Yeah, so that's my single road game this year. Uh, next year, the goal is Kansas City. We'll see mm-hmm. if it's in uh, uh, December or if it's in September. <laughs> I'm not really yeah, too stoked difference. to go there in uh, that that part of the year. I don't have the attire. Living in California my whole life, I am just I have a I have snowboard equipment, but that's for like West Coast mountains. Like it's not it's not that cold. No, it's totally different. And when we go, when I go snowboarding um, up here in like Tahoe and stuff, I'll take a run, and then I'm I'm sh- I'm shedding layers because it, it's still like 50 degrees. I think Sundays. it's crazy those guys that go to like Buffalo and they rip their shirts off and they're standing outside shirtless, screaming at the football game in the stands. Like how? Yeah. How, how do they do that, man? They got different fans over there. Yeah, and well, there's there's people over here that do it too. Shorts and. Shorts and a T-shirt in the winter. It's like you you know you're not comfortable. Stop. You're not fooling anybody. You you just like to be uncomfortable. Apparently. Uh, yeah, man. I I don't, I don't get those fans. I I kind of admire them because those Kansas City fans like they love their football team because there's no way I'm stuff, going yeah. out regularly as a season ticket holder, and you know twenty degree weather tent sub sub zero weather like there's no way you're gonna yeah, find brutal. me out there like that I'll, I'll watch from the warmth of the inside of my home before i go and sit in that weather consistently you know every week after week like that's insane how people do that yeah. uh getting back over to this uh chargers cardinals game uh the chargers were really heavy on the arm of justin herbert so oh man of Oh my gosh. Uh, so 13 total carries uh, for 65 yards on the ground for the Chargers. And Justin Herbert dropped back 50, 54 times. So two thirds, you know, three quarters of the Chargers' total plays on offense were passing plays. That, like, I, I feel like we've decided that we are one dimensional and we're just going to throw the ball. Like we're not even going to try to establish the run on both, on both sides, very one dimensional. And I mean, we are so thankful. We got a guy like Justin Herbert. Cause you, you mentioned the, the throwing statistics, but out of those 13 rushing attempts, Herbert had four of them. He was our leading rusher with 38, 38 rushing yards. You take those away. The running backs, Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly, Isaiah Spiller, Seven carries, twenty-seven yards, abysmal on the ground. Um, we we are so thankful to have a, a talent like Justin Herbert in house who can throw the ball forty-seven times without, with having a fractured rib cartilage, without his and his arm ha- didn't fall off. Like this man is superhuman. Like there, there there's not many people in, in on this planet uh, in the history of people who could do what Justin Herbert's doing right now. And and that game kind of is, is a testament to it. His just his greatness. So 22 total first downs, 18 of them were passing first downs. So, like, that's dangerous, honestly. Like, I, I get, you know, if it's third and five, third and eight, and you're going for it and you're getting a, a passing first down, but when you get into that third and one, third and two territory, there's a couple times that you're going to want to run the ball 
for them to only have four rushing first downs is kind of ridiculous. When you compare us to the Cardinals, Cardinals had 20 first downs. I'd say that they were overall probably just a little more efficient, just overall. Uh, 10 passing first downs, nine rushing first downs. And I don't even want to talk about all the yards they had on the ground. I just, just their first downs. They were very, very even in terms of what they were able to do uh, offensively against the Chargers. It uh, helps having Kyler Murray, who's just kind of a ballerina in the backfield. He got out of a couple yeah. interesting missed sack opportunities. He did. He He's another magician and does it on like, you know, the reverse spectrum. I, I thought that was such, such a funny um, graphic they brought up. Tallest quarterback in the league in Justin Herbert. And oh, smallest I saw quarterback that. in the league in Kyler Murray. Uh, kind of like a, a backhanded slam, but it doesn't matter like how tall you are. If, if you are able to create and Kyler did a lot of it, especially in the red zone. Uh, there were so many times where it was like, yes, we got a tackle for loss. And then he just squirts out of there. Uh, the magician, the Houdini he is. Um, we had a really, really hard time as a defense trying to contain uh, that guy. And credit to him. He, he he made some plays and really put him in a position late to win. Um, got to give hats off to Staley for for going for the throat when, when we had him on the ropes. We had him kind of in the backfield for like a loss on that touchdown run there where we thought that for sure like we had contain there and we're still losing contain. Chargers gave up 181 yards rushing on the ground. James Conner was just an animal, though. 25 carries, 120 yards. Didn't get a score on the ground, but Kyler Murray ended up picking up for him. But, like, he was breaking tackles, running over defenders. I just feel like the Chargers' run defense started off really strong with Bosa in the lineup. But since Bosa's been out of the lineup, I mean, it looks just as atrocious as it did last season. Like this, uh, this rush defense looked much better weeks one through three, one through four. And then since like week two, three, four, somewhere around there, I feel like we are just as bad as we were last season. Well, where you want to look at like total, total efficiency, we're up from dead last to 31st. But we're on a historically bad pace on yards per carry, giving up five and a half yards per carry, the the most since we've been tracking that stat since 2000. Probably worse, probably even worse than that because we, we don't know what the you know the 20 the the 2010s and beyond were. But historically bad, not getting better. And the big thing about it is the these just the chunk plays, and we're what people are doing is they're forcing our DBs to tackle. And that's been a big problem for us is missed tackles, not being able to get multiple hats to the ball where, you know, your, your efficiency is skyrocketed when you get multiple hats to the ball, we're getting put in one-on-one situations and we are just whiffing on tackles. It is a, a bad place to be. Um, but if, if you think, if you just go back into Staley's uh, philosophy, hate them or not, it is a passing league. You're going to get more yards passing the football than you will get or give up, depending on your offense or defense, against the run game. So that's where he's at. He is all in on the pass, whether that be offense or defense. Um, the, the results are mixed. We haven't yet to get in the playoffs with this philosophy. Uh, we're going to have to see if anything changes. But it is so frustrating when you're just giving up five and a half six yards to carry then they're just blowing it up for you get a tackle for loss but then they come right back with a 10 yard run 
Um, it, it is so frustrating to watch. A lot of that is personnel. But at the end of the day, the guys are out there. They're not in bad positions. They're just not executing um, majority of the time. And that's why we have such an atrocious run defense right now. Well, JT Woods had a kill shot on DeAndre Hopkins and totally missed him. Just, missed. I, uh, just embarrassing because um, he had a kill shot, latest man out, um, and he got hit with the spin and totally didn't even touch him, like just missed him entirely. Uh, when Nasir Adderley went out, like JT Woods, does he didn't record a single tackle all game. And Nasir Adderley isn't a strong tackler anyways. Uh, kind of a player who maybe it's more angles than anything else, but we miss Nasir Adderley in the backfield. Uh, and JT Woods is not the answer this season. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at drafting a safety pretty high next year if we lose Nasir Adderley and Loey Gilman because I am terrified of putting JT Woods out on the field, already having struggles uh, tackling across the defense, and he's the worst on this team by far yeah well i mean that uh, i was hesitant when we drafted him anyway i thought there was a lot of other area you could have shot there it's a what was our second third round pick or maybe he was our anyway, third mid round pick. pick i third round pick i i think a stretch for a guy who is very raw uh obviously the athletic abilities are there but like he's not he's not impacting special teams He's a liability out there, and we were very thankful that Aloy Gilman decided to have a career game, uh, led the team with 10 total tackles, five solo, had a pass deflection, a, a crucial pass deflection uh, on third down, which really kept us alive late in the game when it, it seemed like our season was over. We were very thankful Aloy Gilman decided to have the game he did. Uh, otherwise, we would have been uh, in a much, much worse situation. Uh. In terms of getting pressure on the quarterback, Khalil Mack had five total pressures. Morgan Fox had three. Bryce Callahan had two. But the Chargers really struggled to keep Murray inside the box. And yeah. uh, while you're getting the pressure, pressure doesn't really help when you're forcing pressure and he's getting out and running with the ball. So we weren't able to contain him, keep him in the pocket, which is the game plan. It has to be the game plan week after week to, to go and beat him. And he just kind of made a lot of us look silly. But he didn't have a great game through the air. Uh, overall, I, I feel like we held him at bay for most of the game. Uh, 18 for 29, 191 yards, two touchdowns. We got a turnover, just a single sack. Um, I mean, if you're keeping any quarterback in the NFL under 200 yards, you're doing all right. Uh, and a big chunk of those yards went to DeAndre Hopkins on that missed tackle. That, that was like yeah. a 30-yard game. So keeping it short and sweet uh, over the middle, uh, nothing deep downfield outside of that one ridiculous missed tackle. That was a bad um, play. Uh, it was not fun to watch. It wasn't fun to watch. But overall, I feel like our, our pass defense has been playing really well all season. Uh, and Kyler Murray's can be dangerous with the arm, uh, especially when he gets out of the pocket and is able to create on his own and, and let guys find their way open. Uh, this was a game back for Marquise Brown, um, but it was really just DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown all game. DeAndre Hopkins had four reception at 87 yards, had that one touchdown, and Marquise Brown uh, six receptions on eight targets, 46 yards. He's their deep threat. He's their speed threat, 
and we kept him under 50 yards for the game. So overall, I think I'm pretty happy with the way we played um, against DeAndre Hopkins just in, in, in general because he's one of the best of the best. He could have had that um, that 10 reception, 150-yard game that um, uh, Raiders wide receiver had week one against us. Devontae? Devontae, because he's Slice just as good as Devontae. Yeah, it- but it, 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 and that's what I'm kind of like, so just so over the, oh, we need, we need better coaching that, and I, I, I get, I get some of it, but you mentioned the pressures. Those guys were in positions. They just didn't finish the play. You, you mentioned keeping a first round, what Kyler Murray go like three overall. You're, you're mentioning, you're, you're talking he was about first overall, first overall, he was number the first one overall, overall pick, pick Heisman trophy winner who came from a great Oklahoma offense. Yeah. By the way, USC is in the the college football playoff. Let me just throw that out there real quick. But, like, (laughs) he's got a good foundation. Yeah, he's 5'10". That's his biggest knock, but he's an outstanding passer. Yeah. And and so you're you're forcing teams to play into your your strength. And there's only so much a coach can do when guys are moving on a, a historical rate when we don't have we spent all of this money to to revamp that defense and those guys aren't healthy on a week-to-week basis it, it gets very very difficult and i'm not giving anybody excuses because the guys that are out there are, are capable of, of being better and i think they would tell you that we we are in position to to win a lot of football we were in position to win a lot of football games the way this roster is constructed even with the injuries at the end of the day the players have to go and make the plays and i think you can knock on i think the the run defense for the first three quarters was awful when we needed them those last four drives we didn't give up a single first down it allowed our our struggling offense plenty of opportunities down the stretch they probably should have only got that one chance um but with that defense coming up when when they needed to, when the backs of the wall, season on the line, they came out, they delivered. And the, the, you gotta give you got to give credit where credit is due. They were awful. They made adjustments. And when they needed to make a play, they did. Not a single first down those last three drives. And it, let, it allowed us to come back, storm the field, and take that one-point win. And you know what? If the defense does their job, you let Justin Herbert kind of step out of being a social media quarterback. Uh, right? so- I, what does that even mean? <laughs> so sick of that guy. <laughs> so Justin Herbert had an outstanding game, and all he needed was a little bit of help by his defense to go and, you know, you put me go in figure. position to make the play, and I'm going to make the play. Go figure. And this was nice for, for that guy, especially when – Last three games, you know, only have the one win. But the last three games put Justin Herbert in a position to drive down the field. The first two ended in a, a game-clinching interception. This one was different. And and you felt that momentum building. There, there's a reason they wanted to go for two. They were leading up to that play all game. And what happened? They executed. They hit their read. They caught the ball. They made the, they made the blocks. You could call it up however you want you got to go and finish and execute and that's what we did that final drive i mean justin herbert going 35 for 47 i mean that's a really good statistic he missed 12 out of 47 passes 274 yards three touchdowns no interceptions 
he was under pressure quite a bit. I feel like the, the Chargers pass protection was very, very rocky all game long. I'll take a look across uh, the, their total pressures, but they, they were getting to the quarterback, especially early in the game. I mean, J.J. Watt got there like in a hurry, like third play of the game and uh, already put the Chargers kind of behind the, the bubble. I think the Chargers started off um, with a, a 0-10 uh, score before they had to go and crawl back into that game. And yeah. then you look at some of the receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, seven receptions, 73 yards. He had a touchdown. He had 10 targets. I think that's the most targets he's had this entire season. Uh, Keenan Allen, 5 for 49 on seven targets. Josh Palmer, uh, five receptions on seven targets, 56 yards. And then Austin Eckler, 11 on 15 targets, 60 yards. Overall, the Chargers were spreading the ball around pretty well. I didn't have any problem with the play calling um, other than the fact that I'd like to establish the run. But look, if it's not working, get away from yeah. it. Don't even don't even deal with it, right? Like, yeah, we want to be balanced, but we're just not a balanced team. So let's just do what we're good at doing, and that's relying on Justin Herbert's arm. And that's what ends up happening. They walk the ball down the field. They hit Austin Eckler with seconds left on the clock. He gets a pylon touchdown, and then you go and you draw up a really, really nice play for your two-point conversion. You're going to be aggressive. Brandon Staley is aggressive, and I really like the concept that they ran where they had an outside player kind of run forward. Um, Gerald Everett fakes like he's running into the flat, comes up underneath and gets kind of like a, a screen situation going up in front of him. Easy pass and catch. That was the easiest two-point conversion you're going to get. And I don't know how nobody expected Austin Eckler to get the ball over the last – two or three seasons, he has more touchdowns than any player in, in the NFL uh, over that period. And it's like by a margin of like 10 touchdowns, like no player is even close to the number of touchdowns Austin Eckler is getting. So I don't know how we're just not covering Austin Eckler because he is the Chargers main threat on offense through the, the air on the ground, not very much of a threat on the ground, but he is the, the lead back on the ground too. So I don't know how you let Austin Eckler get open there. It's one of those, you know, pick your poison type of things. And I, I think what you're seeing right now, a big part of the, the lack of being able to throw deep right now for this Charger team is because defenses are playing us so deathly afraid of the long shot that they have multiple bodies back. They are giving up the dump off to Austin Eckler in the belief that I'm not going to give up a 50-yard touchdown, but I'll give up a 10-yard reception to Austin Eckler especially if, get, if I let it get my guy uh, get a hit on him and so that that's what you're seeing that's why Austin Eckler's not being it, it's not that they're they're forgetting about him but they are scared of other things and what they're scared about is uh, is Justin Herbert's arm because the first two seasons in the league he showed if that if you're going to give me a shot down deep I'm going to take it and my guy's going to catch the ball and so that's why that is a big part of the the lack of explosive play and it's credit to justin herbert for taking what is given to him he's not forcing it when it's there he's taking the dump off and then when that play does develop he's hitting it and, and he's very efficient with that deep ball when, when i can't when when i see the ball go longer than 20 yards i'm out of my seat and i am giddy because more likely than not it's going to be a charger reception for a big play uh, and then for the, I, I told you guys, I'd, I'd tell you a little bit about the blocking grades. Uh, 19 total pressures. Uh, Trey Pipkins gave up four. 
Zion Johnson gave up four, but neither ended up in sacks. Jamari Sawyer gave up two sacks. I feel like those were both on that that very beginning series. One was went to J.J. Watt, and then the other was um, Gardeck, maybe? Might have been Gardeck. Not sure. Uh, 19 pressures is a lot. Three sacks. The other person who gave up a sack was Austin Eckler, uh, and then he was hit six times. So Chargers are really, really struggling to protect Justin Herbert. He's was- navigating the pressure as well as anybody. Uh, still at the league low of total sacks, but at the league high of total pressures. So something's got to give. I'm at the point right now where I'm just ready to give up on on the run game. Do it, it 10 to 15 times a game just to kind of throw in a little rip, wrinkle there, but this is not a, a running team by any means. Justin Herbert's arm is the thing that's been carrying us all season. Why not write it in out to the uh, – because – if it's not figured out by week 13, it's not going to be figured out by, you know, week 17, 18. Yeah, I mean, everybody in theory wants to be a well-rounded team. It, it makes for a more explosive offense overall. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the personnel to effectively do it game in, game out, it is just honestly like psychotic to continue to do something that's not working. And that's why I have a lot more faith in, in this coaching staff than others because they're playing into the strength of their team and their players. If, if uh, you, The reason why Belichick and Andy Reid are such great players is they don't need great players around them necessarily. They take the greatness of what they're given, and that's why every year those guys are, are competitive, getting in the playoffs year in and year out, because they take what's given to them, they make them better, and they take out every single ounce of, of effort and talent that they can um from and then you see those guys go to other places and they're not as effective and you're like oh what what happened there well they were they were coached up to their strengths not their weaknesses and i think that's what you're kind of seeing with this charger team we can't run the football we can't defend the football but we can pass and we can play great pass defense and and that's what we're doing we and we could not uh we could talk all day about how bad our run defense is one thing i think we need to credit staley for tremendously is the revamp of this special teams unit. We have the best punt return coverage team in the league right now. A big reason why we were able to come back in this game. We are holding teams where I have it here. We are holding teams to just 3.87 yards per punt return. That's number one in the league. J.K. Scott is a big part of that. We finally have turned that punter position into a weapon, a guy who can pin people deep. He has... 19 fair catches, tied for the third most in the league. He had a big one in this game where uh, I want to say the second to third last possession where he pinned, we flipped field position, pinned the Cardinals within their 10. It allowed for that game-winning drive. The rest is history, as they say. You know, lock him up for four to six years because I've seen enough games to go and be like, okay, this guy got over whatever issues he had in Green Bay. We felt comfortable enough to not bring in any competition from him all training uh-huh. camp. And I can see why. So he's he's definitely earned a new contract. I don't have any closing remarks from this game. It's a dub. It's a win. Uh, we are going into the Raiders matchup next week. Uh, last thing I want to kind of talk about before we switch over to the next episode, uh, Dolphins and Chargers was flexed to Sunday night football. I mean, the Chargers want to – everybody wants to see the Chargers on in primetime games, and That's I can funny. see why. 
It's funny. I thought we have no fans. I thought everyone you know hates our is? coach. You know what I it is? We have a it's the media Tua quarter. versus Herbert. No, absolutely. Number five, number six overall pick. And Tua's on fire. He is. Uh, that Dolphins team's on fire. I, I can't I get wait it. I'm, to go to that game. I'm actually taking Andy Davies to that game. One of our, our friends over from uh, uh, the Brawl Network when we were over there. Cool. Um, and he's coming out all the way from uh, England to go to this game. So I am ecstatic to go to that game. It's going to be a huge atmosphere. He's a Dolphins fan. Um, Uh-oh. Hopefully he cries. Hopefully him and Acho could just cry together, cry, cry themselves to sleep after that game <laughs> and then the last thing i want to talk about usa uh making its way men's national team making it happened its way in the knockout round into the knockout round so we're going uh we're going we're going to the shit what we going to the shit we going that. to the shit what <laughs> <laughs> love it all right uh we'll talk to you guys later thank you guys so much for listening be sure to subscribe on youtube um, make sure you subscribe on Spotify. Let us know if we made it onto your end of the year total podcasts. The wrap uh, up. Yeah, man. Let us know. Over and out.